Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Welcome back to Ghost. This week, I am resharing episode 32 from early 2019, very pre-plague, where I did an evening of mediumship at the Spiritualist Church in San Francisco. These are the readings from the first episode of three that I dropped. So if you want to listen to the other two, which are episode 33 and 34, you can just scroll through my feed and enjoy them. Hello and welcome back to Ghost of a Podcast. So just last week in San Francisco, I did something a little different. I went to the Golden Gate Spiritualist Church and I did an evening of mediumship. In this particular episode, I'm going to share with you a couple few readings I did. And the thing about these events is that there's lots of people in a room and I'm pulled by somebody who's in spirit to talk to somebody who's living. So you will hear me in this recording trying to figure out who, which spirit is connected to which person. It's, it's a messy thing, this life, when we have a body and when we don't. Without further ado, here is an excerpt of my evening of mediumship. From my experience doing mediumship and, you know, energy work in general, Land has energy and land has interaction with whatever is existing on that land. And this space, I don't know if if y'all can feel it, has got a lot of energy in it. And it's got like a really, I feel that that the land is very happy to have this building here doing what people do here. And I name this because I think it's powerful and sadly rare, um, you know, these days. And then also because it's good to notice it where it exists so that you can start to notice where it doesn't exist. So that when you enter a space and you're like, oh, there's something here that is not, not right, you don't instantly go to, why aren't I right? Because sometimes you're not the one who's wrong. And that's kind of <laughs> nice to know. Um, it's kind of nice to know. And, and as you know, I assume that many of you are also have mediumship abilities or have psychic abilities or sensitivities, it is really useful to be able to gauge where your, be- your energy begins and ends and the energy of a location and of the people around you so that you can gauge whether or not you're dealing with spirits or messages or just neuroses or hope or whatever, <laughs> right? And then the final thing I want to say before I begin doing this very odd thing I'm going to do is about grief, actually. Most people who are here are grieving for someone or are connected to someone who's grieving for someone. And <laughs> grief is such a powerful thing. And I don't understand what happens after we die. Even though I've been you know, talking to dead people, I, I put my little fingers on it because I don't know what dead really is. But I've been talking to dead people for many years, for many people. And I have this understanding, even though I don't know where people go or what happens, I, I do have this sense that we are all connected, always. And there's no other way that I can actually explain why and how I can connect to those in spirit the way that I do. And I want to say that grief is such a lonely feeling. And it's also a testament to the love that you felt for the person who was here. Your capacity for grief and your capacity for love are connected. And nobody wants to feel the bottom of love like grief brings. Nobody. It's awful and terrible. And I'm sorry if you're feeling it. 
And also, we all do. We all feel it sooner or later. And sometimes that grief is simply, you know, the grief of like, I, I'm in love with my cat and he walked away from me. Maybe I'm just talking about me, but that is like a grief. <laughs> I, I felt that grief like today. Um, but then there's the very real grief of losing someone that you love, someone that you maybe didn't get to say what you needed to say to. And I want to say that, that they hear us. They hear us. We are too obtuse to always hear them but they hear us. So as much as connecting with a medium is so useful and helpful and I think can be quite healing, you don't need a medium for them to hear you. And that's so important because you are connected to the people you've lost. You know, we in our bodies have lost them. They haven't exactly lost us. They've lost this life, but they haven't exactly lost us. And then I guess I'm gonna do this. Hi. 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 Do, we, do you have somebody that you want to connect with? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Will you give me their initials or name, whatever's better for you? Um, W.S. Um, it, it's a woman? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it your mom? No. Interesting. And is she, is she family, though? Uh-huh. Yeah. She feels very, uh, is she a maternal figure for you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she speak English? No. no, yeah, because I'm getting it through translation. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she's like, nah, no. Okay, uh, before I start going, did you have a question? Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I have a four-and-a-half-year-old son. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's just a ball of energy, and I feel like I've had issues with, um, like, attention deficit mm -hmm. in my own life, and I'm kind of worried that he has it as well okay mm -hmm. so and w this woman raised you yeah yeah okay yeah she, she feels like I mean I, I just keep on getting she's your mom yes. um, but she's a stickler so her relationship to your exuberance mm -hmm. is not your relationship to your son's exuberance mm -hmm. you're a different person mm -hmm. and what's happening is you're kind of not sure if you should default to her way of looking at things mm -hmm. I would say no yeah is that He's like, he's like all over the place. Uh -huh. He's all over the place, but he's joyful. Mm -hmm. He's a joyful kid. Mm -hmm. He's not experiencing destructive limitations mm -hmm. from his energy. Mm -hmm. What you're experiencing, and did she pass several years back? About three years About ago. three, okay. Mm -hmm. There's like a couple things happening. One is, I mean, she's a little, I guess, critical. Like she's just, <laughs> she likes to say what, the way a thing should be and the way a thing shouldn't be. And I think that your loyalty and love for her is making it, for some reason, hard to be like, yeah, I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to, I'm going to see it differently, mm -hmm. even though you are seeing it differently. Mm -hmm. Also, she's very much in your house. Do you own that house that you're in? No. Okay. I'm in an apartment. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a cartoon anchor anviled into the center of your, your apartment is what I'm seeing. Um, she's very, very in your house. And some of that is because of who she is. And some of that is because you've asked her to do that because you felt so untethered. Yeah, I have an altar to her. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And is it close to the center of your house? Yeah. Okay, um, because it's working. Good job. You're really good at altars. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're doing a good job. You can manifest so many things if you could do that. Now, mm -hmm. to be fair, she's also helping, right? Mm -hmm. I would ask for a little less anchor mm -hmm. and a little more support for the choppiness of the waters, mm -hmm. okay? Because that was what she had. Mm -hmm. She was, I mean, earthquake all around you and she was like, kids, kids, important things, not breaking a sweat. 
And you are conflating that with her rigidity. Those are different qualities in her. You don't have to become rigid or require your child to be rigid in order for you to be that. Mm -hmm. And you are that for him so far. I say so far because who knows, right? I want to hold space for all the things. But she's proud of you and she loves you and that is why she criticizes and takes up tons of space. And there's something to me reassuring about that because it's just her. But for you, I would say, ah, that, I would put the altar higher because she's like in the ground and there's no escaping. And I think you want to look up and be like, here you are, instead of not be able to go anywhere without stumbling over her perspective. Your love for her and your loyalty towards her is greater than she understood. She understood some parts of your personality as like a, a rebellion when you were just like being a person. Mm -hmm. And she wants me to make sure that I'm telling you that, mm -hmm. that she really has a hard time saying I love you, but she's absolutely saying I love you. And she's saying that she knows how hard you try mm -hmm. and she feels very honored by you. Mm -hmm. And then your mother is still with us. Mm -hmm. And that's her, is that her mom? Mm -hmm. Okay, because she's like, you have to be a little easy on your mom. So I don't know what's that. Does that answer the question? Mm -hmm. Okay. Hi, 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 who am I talking to? Which one of the three of you am I talking to over here? Did, do you all have someone or you? Yeah, 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 yeah. All, all three, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Um, so tall man, I know you got a tall man. Do you also have a tall man, tall man? You have a tall man, okay. Tall man, thinning hair, thinning straight hair? We're gonna do it, hold on, hold on. Um, initials? MH. Do you want, do you want to see us? Do you, I mean, someone to hold on to, why not? Um, um, do you have a question, him? Yeah, what, do you have questions for him? Oh, well, it's all kind of a mystery. Okay. He went. And is this your brother? No. Is it, is it He's like? A cousin. Okay. Like a brother. He's like a brother. Okay, because yeah. he's showing me as a brother and he was quite young when he passed? In my opinion, 50. Yeah. He's also kind of a player. He's like a, he's kind of a like, yeah, I was young. Um, he's, he's a little, he's flirtatious. He's flirtatious. Yeah. And he put himself in weird situations and usually he was fine. And he put himself in a situation that everyone knew was not chill. Um, and he wasn't fine. And so you don't know how he passed? No. I, intuitively? Yeah. But no. Huh. Is, is there not, there's not like a cause of death? Um, not that I have heard. Perhaps okay. with his parents they know, but I'm not close. So the thing mother. about him, he, he doesn't want you to think about it. He knows you're obsessed with it. He doesn't want you to be obsessed with it. He doesn't want you to care. He wants you to be happy that he had a good life. He wants you to let him glow in a blaze of mystery and glory because that's who he was, <laughs> you know? And I think that that's not who you are. And also, for you, loving him means that being invested in the, the justice or injustice that occurred. It does feel like an injustice occurred to me. It does feel like he did not choose to go. Mm. And it doesn't feel natural. Mm. But when you play, you lose. You play, you win. You play. That's his attitude. He's a gambler. He's a gambler. Mm. He likes his life. He likes his life. He likes his life. He's not, he's not suffering. And he didn't really suffer in his life, you know? I feel like if you went through what he went through, you would have suffered, yeah. but he didn't suffer. Yeah. What he's showing me is that if you can just accept that for him, mm. then you can feel sad that you lost him because you love him because he's the greatest thing that ever happened to you is what he said, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, that's just what he said. I was, uh, yeah, um, so, yeah, yeah. So, you can, so you can, you know, all that without needing to make it about you. Yeah. And I don't technically think that's actually what you were doing, but that's what he's saying because he's him. And he, you pray to him, 
you have a religious background, eh? Yeah. yeah. So you pray to him and kind of like in the, in the way that you guys were raised and he thinks it's funny and it's nice and you don't have to and it's nice and you can. Um, he thinks it's funny though. Like it's, it's like, yeah, he thinks like him turning you religious is the funniest thing that could have ever happened. So um, do with that as you will. My pleasure. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yes. And okay. Hi. I feel like somebody over here is, you have a man with you? Okay. Um, Will you give me his initials? Or do you have more than one? You have, yeah. Um, what are the initials of the people that come up for you? Um, GR and BF and SF. Oh, name. Okay. So GR, and wh who is this person, may I ask? Okay. And do you have a question for him? Not particularly. And were you there towards the end of his life? Uh, I mean, not with him. Yeah. But yeah. And you knew he was going to pass? No. Okay. Um, I'm having a little bit of a confusion here because I feel like there's one person that was sick for some time. Mm -hmm. And is that not your dad? Uh, no. Okay. And is it one of these other two people? My grandfather. Okay. And were you not able to be there towards the end with your grandpa? Mm -hmm. Okay. So he's coming through and he's okay. saying that it's really important that that, that that is something that you let go and that he didn't want people to see him he was a really uh proud person mm -hmm. and he didn't want people to see him because he didn't want to let go yeah. he didn't want to let go and he held on and it was it was it, he felt it was indecent to pass somehow like he struggled against it so he wants you to know that well he kind of just wanted to say that and also he wants you to know that it is better that you weren't there mm -hmm. your father did you have a good relationship with him it was rocky it feels really rocky yeah. to me yeah he was a tough guy mm -hmm. and he would decide the sky was purple and no amount of evidence would change his mind. Mm -hmm. And he, as a matter of principle, got into it with you a lot. Mm -hmm. And he dug in his heels and he decided who you were when you were little and there was really no room for you to change. That was it. Yeah. Sorry. He loved you. Mm -hmm. It's just who he was. Yeah. And then you're too much like him. I mean, I, you might not think you're that much like him. You know, you're so yeah. much like your dad. I mean, uh, he's showing me when you were a kid and he's showing me that when you were a kid, you were like, I am nothing like him. I won't be like him mm -hmm. whilst digging in your heels and insisting that the sky was yellow. Mm -hmm. So um, your dad is still himself. Mm -hmm. And he struggles to admit that he made a lifelong mistake. Mm -hmm. He did. He made a lifelong mistake. He's showing me that he made a lifelong mistake, but I'll be frank that he's not saying it. Mm -hmm. And there is a difference. And that's the thing about your dad. You would have a fight and then he would come and he would show up and you would know that he had humility and that he loved you, but he wouldn't say it. Um, he would say all the negative things. He wouldn't say what needed to be said. And I will just say that my hope for you is that that is the thing that you overcome in yourself mm. and you find the words for it because it is the only thing that I think he has regret for, is that he didn't honor the people he loved um, in a way that let them really know. Are you partnered? No. He really wants you to know that he wants you to be happy in love, whatever that means. Yeah. It's big, yeah. it's very big. And he wants you to be partnered. He wants you to be, he keeps on saying married, so I won't say partnered. He wants you to be married, he doesn't care He's saying he doesn't care if you do it in a trash can. I don't know. If, yeah, he's just like, you can do it anywhere you want. Um, that he has words for. Um, but he's just like, it doesn't matter what the condition. Like he's, he's, he is done with that. He's done with that. I mean, your father's, your father's errors, 
He came by them really honestly. You know about his childhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. He did the best he could. He did yeah. better than his parents. Mm -hmm. Didn't do great. Did a lot better than his parents. And he just wants you to be loved and held. And he is sorry that he didn't do that for you. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. It's a lot. My sense is that that's who I needed to talk to for you. Does that, did you have a question for someone else as well? Um, there's, there's one other person. That and, and who is that? Uh, my cousin. And was that an accident? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I mean, she was pissed. She was really mad that she could die. She just like, she must have been like a teenager when she passed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she was like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she just feels like it wasn't fair. Yeah. Um, and, and her mom is not okay still from it. Yeah. And so she's very attached to her mom. She doesn't need anything from you. If there's anything she needs from anyone, it's for her mom to let her go a little. Huh. And her mom is not able to at this time, and so yeah. I wouldn't like say that's a useful message. Yeah. But what you're learning how to do is love without attachment, mm -hmm. and you're learning how to do that in this life. Mm -hmm. And this loss is actually an instrument in that for you. Mm -hmm. That's the piece for you, is learning to actually love without attachment. So not don't be attached, not attached with love, but that kind of like more Buddhist way. Do you, do you mess with Buddhism? Uh, no. I mean, I'm not a Buddhist. It's not like I'm advocating for it, but it's kind of a pretty good shtick for you. So I would encourage you to like look at the principles of it because I think mm -hmm. it'll, it'll be supportive. Yeah, my pleasure. Okay, and I know we have somebody else here as well. I guess there's a lot of people here. Um, so I'm getting thrown around, but was it your mom? Yeah, I'm sorry. And was she sick for some time? Yeah, oh, like oh, 10, at least 10 years. I'm so sorry. Rough. And you lived with her the whole time? No, um, but I would visit often. Yeah, she's, she was showing me that you were in the house. You were like, you were like, a, you were a fixture there, correct? Yes. Yeah. And did you have a question for her? Just what she's doing on the other Sorry. side and, um, Here. what is she, you know, my dad's thinking about dating and it's only been like a year later. Yeah, he can't live without her. Yeah. He can't live without a woman. Your mom doesn't need him to stay single. She's scared he'll fall apart. Like he's, you, you know your father. Yeah. I gotta tell you, your mom is back to herself. She was so funny. I don't know how, I can't tell how old you are, um, but I don't know how much you remember if she was sick for 10 whole years. But man, your mom is funny. She's funny and irreverent and she can be kind of mean in the best possible way. Am I, am I seeing her right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm uh, sorry, I'm not trying to call her me, but she's like good mean, good mean. Um, um, <laughs> and she's back to herself. And that's why she's like kicking your father in the butt. Like she's just like, move on, become somebody else's problem is, you know, like that kind of thing. You know, she loved him, but she's just like that. The hardest thing is for you. Not, it's not dishonoring her. She never would expect him to be able to live without a wife. Right. That's not who he is. And your mom's, uh, your mom is just so in love with you. I mean, you're like, the sun rises and sets with you. Are you the firstborn? No, are you the baby? You're the baby? I'm like, you're, you're something special. What is it? Um, I mean, like, she has this, like, she's got you placed. Oh. You don't have to move on as quickly as your dad is. He's not moving on. He's never moving on. He's just not capable of feeling his feelings. He was able to go through the motions to take care of her and do what he could do when she was sick. He, he did what he could do. And then, I don't know, all he could do was like pick himself up and keep on moving after her loss. So it's, don't think that he doesn't care. 
he's just, he's not equipped. Your mom, I really do think she, she was with him for a very long time, like forever, right? And she, she yeah, they, they love each other. But man, her opinion of him in some ways is like, <laughs> it's a little low. Um, she's like, he's not capable. He's just not capable. And, 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 and that is actually like a love. It's like she didn't mind being his mommy. Like she, she liked it. But the result is he's a baby. He doesn't know how to take care of himself. And so I think that you, I'm saying this, not your mother. You can say to your father, I don't want to hear about it, or I only want to hear it about it this way, or not until you're for sure, or like, I'm not helping you with Tinder or whatever. <laughs> I don't think he's going to use Tinder, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Facebook. Facebook. Okay, yeah, that's terrible. It's already too much information. It's already too much. So, so like, you can have those boundaries, and also, he's not dishonoring your mother. Yeah, not in her mind. He's not being a sensitive dad, but he's not being an insensitive husband. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. That's what, did you have a, did that, did that answer it? it yeah, I, feel, I felt like that as well to me. Yeah. Okay, thank you. All this news about online companies taking advantage of their users is really demoralizing. That's why I want to tell you about Fight for the Future. They're a group of artists, engineers, and technologists who've powered the largest online protests in human history, defending our most basic rights in the digital age. They fight for a future where technology is a force for liberation, empowerment, and free expression, rather than oppression, tyranny, and corruption. To support their work and learn more about what they do, go to fightforthefuture.org. That's fightforthefuture.org. Happy 2022, my loves. Uh, This is your first official horoscope of the new year. And if you didn't already listen to it, I did drop a bonus episode looking at 2022, the year ahead. Also, if you really want to get nerdy, you can take this time, you know, sometime this week to re-listen to the 2021 year ahead horoscope just to see how it how it held up. If, if that feels exciting to you. Anyways, this week's horoscope is pretty short and sweet. We're looking at the week of January 2nd through the 8th of 2022. And yes, all the memes, all the jokes about how 2022 is just 2022. Uh, yeah, I feel like as an astrologer, I can, I can stand by that. That feels right. This week starts off uh, with a new moon in Capricorn. And I love a new year beginning with a new moon because new year, I don't know, is it arbitrary? A little bit, yes. But a new moon, well, that's a beginning. So if you didn't have a New Year's Eve that felt, I don't know, spectacular in some way, leverage the new moon on the second. It's exact at 1033 a.m. Pacific time. As you know, new moons are a really lovely time for beginnings, for planting seeds and setting intention. The new moon in Capricorn is a valuable time for evaluating or reassessing how you're relating to the material world. And when I talk about the material world, that can play out on many different levels, right? It can be your relationship to your body, to work, to money, to time, to responsibility, all these kind of heavy Capricorn themes. The good news of a new moon in Cap is that we can have uh, the energy that we need for initializing, conceptualizing, or acting on structure. And when we have the moon and sun meeting, right, so new moons always happen when the sun and moon are at the exact same degree of the same sign, 
And in more kind of human terms, our feelings and needs, the moon, and our identity and our will, the sun, are on the same page, which is really awesome. So when we're dealing with a new moon, we have the capacity to set plans to plant seeds that are really good for us, that are sustainable, that are achievable. And you can double that because it's in Capricorn, which is all about sustainability and achieving shit, right? So this particular new moon is a valuable time for getting present and getting real and making some plans, setting some intentions. Now, unfortunately, there's a lot of heavy shit happening alongside and within this new moon. So in many ways, this new moon is lovely. The downside is that we have got a Mars square to Neptune in this chart. We've got Venus and Pluto and Mercury all sitting very close to each other. And we've got the Saturn Uranus square. On top of it, Chiron is square to the sun moon conjunction. So in English, what all of this means is that you may find yourself gripped with obsessive thinking, resentments, fixating on the past or things that are outside of your control. You may be feeling exhausted, demoralized, overwhelmed, and not really sure what to do or how to do it. You know, how much is too much? How much is not enough? That's unfortunately the upshot of this period in general, and that encompasses this new moon. Because Chiron is squaring the sun and moon, unfortunately, what this means is that we are likely to have to struggle with some part of ourselves to be able to set intentions that are authentic and right for us. Chiron relates to parts of us that are wounded and that are not just wounded from, you know, somebody broke up with me and it hurt my feelings, although that sucks. But Chiron tends to be related to more deep and foundational wounding. And so your beliefs about yourself, your beliefs about the world, whether they're super conscious or a little bit more assumptions and deep-seated beliefs, uh, they're, they're likely to be implicated here. So if you've got a narrative going and you're obsessing on it or you're feeling demoralized by it, thank you, Pluto, thank you, Neptune, I encourage you to really investigate to question your assumptions, to not take your assumptions at face value. This new moon brings with it the opportunity to have a catharsis. And that catharsis may be something that's super dramatic in your life and in your experience, or it might be really subtle. Either way, a catharsis is often what's needed in order to let go of something we're holding onto that may be a part of our identity, but isn't really our truth. Remember, a lot of times the parts of us that are wounded, the parts of us that have experienced trauma and then adapted, those coping mechanisms, those beliefs and ways of engaging with ourselves in the world, these parts of ourselves are not ourselves, right? I mean, they are, but it's not your central, truest self. Coping mechanisms are coping mechanisms, and they can be adapted with intention and time, right? And effort. <laughs> There's nothing better for a Capricorn new moon than throwing a little intention, effort, and time at a thing. So my greatest hope for you, my loves, this new moon, is that you do set intentions for yourself and that you're willing to look at your coping mechanisms with trauma or fear 
or any other kind of difficult to bear emotion, because that's what Chiron wants from us. And luckily, all that Capricorn energy empowers us to do just that, to follow through, to get real, you know, and to create strategies. If you have friends that you trust, uh, yeah, talk to them. And if not, talk to your dear diary. This is just a great opportunity and one that will, you know, do the most for you if you engage with it consciously and interactively, right? And I say interactively because Mercury is conjunct Pluto here. And so this indicates your thoughts are going to be swirling anyways. We will need to verbally process, analytically process, in addition to emotionally process this new moon. Now, I know I've mentioned it on the show a bunch of times, but on the new moon, at the exact moment of the new moon, uh, me and Rachel Buddy, the herbalist from Fat in the Moon, have a live webinar that you can attend. And we're breaking down the astrology of 2022 and not just keeping it astrological, but talking about what plant medicines you can use to support yourself through the highs and lows of the year ahead. This is going to be a really practical and uh, illuminating talk, I believe. And if you are hearing this after January 2nd, it's no problem. You can get it on my website and you can get it at any point in the year and listen to it as many times as you like. And at the time of recording, the class hasn't happened yet, but I really think this is going to be one worth returning to. Uh, and it will be, in the fashion of a Capricorn new moon, a practical resource that you can use to help yourself and help others which is kind of cool, you know, I mean, just astrology being astrology, I guess. Okay, so that's our new moon. On the fifth, we have Venus retrograding into a sextile with Neptune. This transit is lovely. It is romantic, and it supports us in feeling a sense of graciousness. You know, it's easier to be open to other people's needs, uh, their humanity, what have you, uh, under this transit. It's a great time for chilling. If you got room in your life for some chill, yeah, the fifth, lean into it. The only downside I can see about this transit is it could have you idealizing people or situations that you need to be a little bit more grounded about. And because Venus is retrograde, what we want to pay attention to under this influence is our own patterns and habits around how we show up. And I mean that in, again, a Neptunian way. So how we show up uh, romantically, how we idealize other people, how we deal with distraction uh, and difficulty, because Neptune tends to incline us to check out uh, and get overwhelmed and just shut down. And so what you want to be able to do under this influence is look at your relationship to boundaries and have grace for how good or bad you are at it and extend that grace to others. You know, people are often really bad at expressing boundaries. And this transit represents a moment where it will be easier to be understanding of where others are coming from. So that's kind of cool. And then we only have one more exact transit for me to tell you about here. It's on the 8th of January, 2022, and it is a sun conjunction to the Venus retrograde. Another lovely transit. I mean, seriously, like the worst thing that can happen under these transits, typically speaking, is you eat all the foods, you drink all the drinks, you watch all the TV of the world. 
you buy all the cute things. Like it's, it's in other words, it's hedonistic. It's indulgent. That's the worst of these transits, truly. But the sun conjunction to Venus is a great time for being around people, for socializing, for engaging in the arts, whether you are a creator or somebody who is simply inspired by and enjoys connecting to the arts. This is just a really powerful time for that. If you want to tell someone that you have feelings for them, if you want to tell someone how much you appreciate them, whatever it is, this is a great time for doing that. Also, if you're, you know, being really careful and staying home a lot around COVID stuff, uh, redecorate your apartment, you know, like move stuff around, cutify, because all this Venusian energy, retrograde or not, is good for cutifying, for making your environment or the adornments that you use upon your body uh, as something that sparks joy in you and that makes you feel a sense of value about your possessions or the way you look. It's, it's nice, you know, it's nice. So my loves, that's your horoscope. It is short and sweet this week, and that feels okay. As always, if you would like to learn more with me, join me over on Patreon where we get spiritual, we get astrological, uh, and we get into it. And on the first of every month, I drop a month ahead bonus episode exclusive to Patreon. So if you want to, you know, know about what's coming this whole month through, join me over there. And unless the Saturn Uranus square gets in my way, which honestly, it may, and also the Mercury retrograde shadow, which you know, I don't know if you're feeling it already, but this guy is. So unless those things get in my way, which is totally possible, January 3rd, my beautiful, spectacular new website is launching. And you know what? It's possible that saying a website is spectacular is an overstatement of it, but I just don't think it is. I really have a crush on this new website that was designed by Lutalica and uh, built by Instant Object. Anyways, you're going to really like it. I really like it. And as I may have mentioned before, if you are not an iOS user and you want Tiny Spark, my beautiful little app uh, that is a tool for resourcing your intuition, well, it's going to be on my website. So you can just use it there uh, if you can't download it to your phone. Okay. Uh, thank you for showing up this week and every week, even the weeks where showing up means you really don't show up much at all. You know, you know, I'll talk to you very soon. Bye-bye. Every year they say the end is near.